Right across WA on the SEN app, 657 SEN Track in Perth, SEN Peel on Dab Plus, 621 SEN Spirit across the southwest, and 1611am in Kalgoorlie. This is your home of sport, and this is the run home with Hayes and Mardo. Yes, Peter Vlahos in for Paul Hazelby again on this Friday. We've got to the end of another week. Boy, it's been a busy week, but it's going to be a busy weekend as well on this precinct. Because tomorrow night, 6 o'clock, we've got the Perth Glory taking on West Ham United. And later in the program, by the way, we will speak to former West Ham captain Kevin Nolan, who's in town. He's now an assistant coach. So looking forward to have a chat to Kevin Nolan. And then on Sunday afternoon, it is the West Coast Eagles who take on Richmond. And we'll talk about that as well. Well... He's uh, he's like the Leyland brothers, really, uh, who were a 70s uh, family, two brothers that used to just go out back and find out about Australia and what this great land has to offer. And he's our version here on the run home of the Leyland brothers. We're talking about Damien Martin. Damo, where do we find you on this beautiful afternoon? Uh, you find me Googling like I have all week these different references you've made. So uh, I'm not saying that your references are in the 70s and I was born in the 80s for most of the last four days. But Leyland, brother, I will take it. I'm in Karatha. So it's 29 degrees, sunny and blue skies. I'm up here in the Pilbara for the weekend with Bryce Cotton. We've spoken about it a few times on the show. Bryce, when I caught up with him about four months ago wearing my sports management hat, I said, mate, what's on the bucket list? What do you do in the off-season? And I told him my love for getting out to regional WA, and he said, let's do it. So we're into trip number six of seven. So we've got this one to go on the weekend, and then Tom Price, Parabadoo to round it out. But it is a beautiful state. We get to go home, Pete, that's for sure. Yeah, well, the Leyland brothers, by the way, Mardo, were Australian explorers and documentary filmmakers and actually had a television score, a, a show called Ask the Leylands, okay, back in the... <laughs> Late 70s, 80s. So there you go. That brings you up to date. <laughs> Mate, I'd love to have a chat to you about this, actually, before we uh, look at the clangers uh, at home and on the road for Amy. Gil McLaughlin was on radio today in Melbourne, and he says, because you grew up in the rugby league heartland, which is New South Wales. The other heartland is Queensland, supposedly. Now, the outgoing CEO of the AFL has stated that the AFL will be the dominant sporting power in Queensland as as little as five years. Now, that staggering comment comes during what we term a nightmare week for the code with the Gold Coast Suns being widely torched for their failures on and off the field. But he said today that... He brushed off any concern about the struggling club in an interview in Melbourne and instead went on the attack about the AFL-owned team. He says, they're not a basket t- case. Two weeks ago, they sold out a game against Collingwood. Well, they didn't sell it. It was all the Collingwood expats that went. There was hardly any Sun supporters there. But he reckons in five years, Aussie rules footy will be more dominant than rugby league in Queensland. Your thoughts? No, I think he's uh, he's missed the mark on this one. It might be a case of trying to control the narrative. And if you put it out to the universe, maybe it comes to fruition. But I did grow up in country New South Wales where rugby league is still so strong. But even where I grew up, it's nothing in comparison to different pockets of Queensland. And these are big pockets of Queensland where they have no interest in AFL whatsoever. And it blows my mind just how much they 
are engulfed in rugby league. So Townsville, for example, one of the biggest cities in Queensland. They do have AFL. They do have junior footy that you can play. But rugby league is at a different level altogether. It goes rugby league, distance, and then probably three or four different sports, basketball, footy, union, soccer, netball, all in that next pack pocket. Uh, Mitch Johnson, obviously, with cricket from Townsville. So it's rugby league and then distance and then everything else. I can't see them bridging that gap in a shorter time as five years. And you mentioned the sellout. I uh, saw something early today that Collingwood are the reason they had that sellout, like you said. They're now sitting on 935,163 attendees uh, across the season so far for their game. So they're only 64,000, a little under 65,000 away from hitting 1 million attendees at its matches so far this season. They are a powerhouse. Yeah, and the AFL have been blessed because Collingwood have been so good the last two years. And because of Collingwood, uh, the attendances have been inflated so Somewhat. Had Collingwood been at the under end, other end of the table, it may have given a, a bit more of a different picture on the people that were going to the footy this season. This is what Gillen actually had to say on Melbourne Radio. The growth in the football in Queensland has been dramatic, on the Gold Coast particularly. We'll have more participants this year in Queensland, Neil, than um, the NRL. First time we'll break that record. We are bigger participation sport, we will be by the end of the year, than the NRL. First time in history. Ratings what on the Gold going- Coast? In Queensland, in Queensland, full stop. Mm. We'll go, we're ratings now are comp- comparable to South Australia. We'll be the biggest sport in that in that market within five to ten years across most metrics. It is change. Queensland is pumping and becoming an AFL state, and the Gold Coast have done their bit. So strategically, it makes sense. They haven't played finals yet, and that's what people measure it on, and they need to. And they board want to play it, and that's why they're making these tough decisions. The other thing that got me is that as many people are watching AFL footy in Queensland as they are in South Australia. And this guy's just delusional with what he said. I couldn't believe the comments that he made on Melbourne radio this morning, Marta. Yeah, but if he's saying that, you'd think there is data to back that up. Now, the Queensland population is obviously bigger than the South Australian population, so the numbers are skewed. It's numbers opposed to percentages. But if they're getting that amount of eyes on TVs, you know, maybe has... I still don't think they're going to overtake rugby league in five years. There's a couple of reasons beyond the history of the sport within the state. But the NRL can go toe-to-toe financially with the AFL. That's where these two powerhouse sports will continue to you know, have dominance over everyone else. It's just the TV deals and the amount of money they can throw into junior development. And the AFL, I think, do it better than anyone else by getting in front of six-year-olds, seven-year-olds, eight-year-olds with their junior development and the junior clinics they've put on. So I don't think they're going to pass them. But that number or what he said there in regards to viewership comparing it to South Australia, that, uh, that surprised me as well. What about uh, the uptake of the sport, uh, the fact that more kids are playing what he says, Aussie rules football, than rugby league in Queensland? I'd like to see the figures on that, actually. By the way, the figures last night, Brisbane didn't play last night. We had Sydney against the Western Bulldogs. I've just checked the figures. Brisbane pulled in 27,000. See, Perth only pulled in 38,000 last night to watch the footy. So, yeah, Brisbane's figure in comparison to Perth, is uh, pretty reasonable, even though they've got a slightly bigger population. But what about kids taking up the sport? Yeah, that doesn't surprise me because they are getting into schools and there's a lack of infrastructure when it comes to any sport. You build a basketball court, there's going to be 400 teams that want to play there. Make sure there's netball courts, that's going to sell out. When it comes to rugby league and AFL, they can both use similar sized grounds at the junior level, one's rectangle, one circular, I get that. But if you're missing out 
on rugby league where it's a smaller amount of players on the field, then why not put your hand up and go and start another sport? And I think that's what we're seeing, that more people can be guaranteed to play in a team and you want your juniors out there running around. And the concussions is a real thing. I know as a parent that if I'm weighing up rugby league where you run as hard as you can in a straight line knowing one, two or three people are trying to hurt you, you know, Purely as a parent's perspective, I'd probably prefer to put a footy in their hand opposed to a rugby league. So the, the, it will continue to change. They will catch up. I just don't think they're going to overtake within five years. But those junior numbers, that's that's incredible. But it's, in my opinion, due to a lack of infrastructure. So where is the bulk numbers where you can get more footy players on a footy ground than rugby league players on the rectangle oval? So saying that, <laughs> saying that, I think, you know, certainly maybe not in my time and maybe even not in your time, but there's no question that the uh, the dynamics of younger people playing sport is changing significantly. There's no question about that. And, and the perfect example is what's going to happen tonight uh, in Melbourne at Marvel Stadium where the Matildas, our women's national football team, are taking on France and there's going to be in excess of 50,000 there. There'll be a, probably a bigger crowd than what they get at the other end of town at the MCG for Melbourne against Brisbane. Now, you're out there in Caratha. You've been out in regional Western Australia. You're taking your basketball with you. You're taking a great brand with you in Bryce Cotton. You know, it's okay for the AFL to compare with rugby league, and that's fine because they are jockeying for certainly uh, more of a profile and more participants, particularly in those states like Melbourne. The Melbourne Storm are in there trying to get a bit out of the mm-hmm. AFL, vice versa in Sydney and Brisbane. But what about the other sports like your sport? Where do you think basketball could be possibly in the next generation, the next, you know, 15, 20 years? And could it be maybe up there rivaling the so-called established football codes when it comes to numbers? In the Pilbara, I can honestly hand on my heart without any bias say, and this is off conversations with local government, conversations with local associations, that AFL still number one. But just put that at the top and then forget about the rest. But when it comes to the rest, then rugby league isn't even spoken about. The NRL have done a horrible job of trying to make any type of inroad into Western Australia. I don't know if they really have outside of Perth Metropolitan. So when it goes AFL, then it is basketball. So cricket is too hot. I talk to a lot of parents. They say, no, it's just too hot for us to be out there on a Saturday during summer. Basketball, you're indoors. They've built the garage of Leisureplex here. Down in Onslow, they've got a new facility. You go out to Tom Price Parabody, they've got new facilities. So the Pilbara has really invested in basketball, but more importantly, indoor stadiums because of their climate. So it is basketball and football dominated. Plus you just seem to be breaking up a bit there, though, mate. Oh, apologies, mate. No, it's. I would say it's AFL, basketball, and then netball and uh, soccer would be the main four. Rugby league isn't spoken about, and it's just too hot for cricket in big parts of the Pilbara. Okay, uh, there you go. All right, uh, we're going to do some clangers before we take a break. Who covers clangers at home and on the road? Amy does. I gather the way the Gold Coast Suns handled the demise of Stewie Jew. For mine was a bit of a clangor, you agree? Uh, absolutely. This guy, they may not have played finals, but by all accounts, he gave his all to the club. He's a good guy. He's respected. He can coach. So it's not like he stepped out of line and so they're replacing him because of who he is as a person away from the club. 
he just wasn't getting the results they wanted. But I think to handle it the way they have, yeah, he, he didn't deserve that in any way, shape or form. Okay. And what about Gil's comments? Uh, is that a bit of a clanger? <laughs> what do you think? It is a clanger, but you know what? In five years' time, who knows what role or what job Gil will have. And so no one will remember it if he's wrong, but if he turns out he's right, he'll be Gil Nostradamus and they'll find this audio and he'll make sure it's played in five years by the time he's Prime Minister of the country. I've got a clanger as well, Pete. Yep. I've got a clanger. Now, we speak so much about the importance of first that first draft pick in any sport. Now, I'm going to use an example using the NBA because we're talking about next year's AFL draft, how important it is to get that number one pick or should they split the picks? We do it with every code. In the NBA, the only number one overall pick drafted in the past 25 years to win a grand final MVP, LeBron James. That's it. He's won it four times. It's 25 years. One player has helped their club win a grand final and be awarded the grand final MVP. Now, why are you drafting these players? To help your team win championships, to win premierships, whichever code it might be. And that tells me a huge thing that just because you get the number one pick doesn't mean you're necessarily getting you the right player to build a club around that can go on to have the ultimate success. Very interesting stat there, uh, Damo. Uh, there you go. A few of the clangers. Uh, you can submit your fan clanger to amy.com.au forward slash fansurance. That is fansurance, S-U-R-A-N-C-E. Who supports the supporters? Amy does. And, of course, we support sport. And we love you to get on the temper of bedshed text machine, 0487 736 736. Your thoughts on Gil's comments? I'd love to hear from you. Uh, is he right, wrong, or... Has he lost the plot or is he right on the mark? Uh, 17 past three. Uh, don't go away. This is the run home with Hayes and Mardo. Peter Vlahos in for Paul Hazelby. The Kia Sportage. Drive 